literally an institution in this town of digging up old photos, old stories, collections, everything you can imagine under the sun about this great city. Greasy spoons, dives, old clubs. If you love this city, you're going to love it even more. Real people, real stories, real places. This is the Austin Found Podcast. Welcome back to Austin Found. We always love connecting with you guys. I am J.B. Hager. And I'm Michael Barnes. We're with the Austin American Statesman. And there was, believe it or not, if you didn't know, an Austinite who almost... But not quite. ...made it to the Supreme Court. That's right. An Austin, like a born and raised Austinite. That's right. Homer Thornberry, who was nominated to be a Supreme Court justice by LBJ in 1968... He grew up in South Austin. He represented Travis County uh, District Attorney, a state representative. University of Texas guy? Yes, University of Texas guy. U.S. congressman, federal judge, federal appellate judge. And he he did it all and mostly on the coattails of LBJ. They were tight. They were very tight. Now, how did they know each other? That's a good question. I don't even know. But they, I, they became politically tied early right, on. In the 40s. And and so my guess is that because he represented Austin in the, the uh, state legislature, by this time, LBJ was representing us in the U.S. Congress, that they, they were, their territory was overlapping. So when LBJ won the U.S. Senate seat in 1948, Homer Thornberry took his place. And part of the reason you found out a lot about this Homer Thornberry story, his grandson, right, another University of Texas student, working on a plan two. If you know what plan two, that's the honors program. Mm-hmm. I did not spend much time there. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> part of that is doing a thesis. He decided to do it on his grandfather, and his name was Homer Ross Tomlin, right? Uh, who ended up his thesis who he wasn't even sure he could put it together for the purposes of that ended up becoming a book about his grandfather that's right he thought it wouldn't even make a 30 page thesis uh, or even a a 60 page two semester thesis it ended up being a 200 page book put out by uh, tcu press and we should say the name of the book homer thornbury congressman judge and advocate for equal rights in a TCU press. And I really got the sense of what you wrote in, in, in Delible Austin that Homer Ross Tomlin, the, the grandson, was like, wait a minute, my grandfather was kind of important. And he was <laughs> like uncovering it personally right. when a lot of people didn't know the significance of the man. Right. He, he One of the weird things about him is his uh, successor was uh, Jake Pickle, J.J. Jake Pickle. Everybody remembers him. He was this... A wonderfully friendly, outgoing character who who knew everybody's name. He'd remember you in the grocery store 10 years after he met you. Whereas Homer Thornberry, who was this handsome and intelligent guy, not quite as charismatic. In fact, really probably should have ended up a federal judge, and he did. So... And so his memory is is somewhat lost in this town. I don't even know anything that's named after him. Interesting. Let's break down how that almost went down with the Supreme Court at the time right. when LBJ was there. There was some movement. A position was going to open. He proposed Thornberry 
right. going to the Supreme Court. But what happened and then why didn't it happen? Well, we should talk about the background a little bit. Uh, just a few years earlier, four years earlier, uh, Johnson finally passed the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And then the next year, the uh, Voting Rights Act of 1965. These ended, at least legally, uh, Jim Crow and segregation and and the intimidation against uh, African-American voters and Latino voters that had been going on for, for more than a century. But that had to be protected in the courts and especially the Supreme Court because time and time again, the Supreme Court has been stacked with conservatives, especially from the South. What LBJ was desperate to do is to make sure that his legacy was uh, maintained by getting people who he trusted into high positions. So Warren, who was the chief justice, uh, was retiring. And Johnson wanted to replace him with Abe Fortas, who's from Tennessee, and would have backed his civil rights uh, legacy. But the Senate filibustered. And back then, it was a real walking, talking filibuster. It wasn't just like, I don't, I oppose that, so I'm not going to, you know. Mm -hmm. No, it was a real dramatic filibuster. So eventually, Homer Thornberry was supposed to take his place as an associate justice. When Fortas was turned down, Homer's job went away. Mm -hmm. So it was that close. No, and it wasn't shabby. He was on the, I shouldn't, you know, I, I, I act like I rattle off these sort of terms now, but I, I learn all this stuff from you. <laughs> he was uh, he was a judge on the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Which is very powerful. Which is one step below the right. Supreme Court. Is that correct? That's correct. And before that, he was in the, uh, the U.S. Western District. He would have been a judge in the federal judge in that, that beautiful Art Deco federal courthouse downtown, mm -hmm. which has just been renovated and I got to go into ah. Uh, and it got a photographer in there against all advice. <laughs> but it is a beautiful old courthouse that is now Travis County Probate Courthouse. Hmm. He had been a federal judge since 1963. One of the other interesting things that, that, that you pointed out was, and you think about the civil rights movement and your, their place in history and Thornberry being very influential supporter, friend to LBJ, Prior to that, you're talking about the 40s and the 50s, mm -hmm. where it wasn't so easy to be that way if they felt that way. Right. That might have been political suicide, right? Right. Well, here's the deal. He grew up dirt poor. He actually grew up uh, near the corner of South Congress and Johanna Street mm. uh, in, in my neighborhood in Bolden. Both of his parents were deaf and taught at the school for the deaf, and he learned how to speak from a neighbor. And so he knew what it was like to be part of a forgotten class. And he had a common touch as far as that was concerned. But he had a lot to learn. I mean, there was the issue of race. He did not connect with, there's stories in the book that demonstrate this, easily with the black community. He went to listen. He went to find out what was going on. But he had a lot to learn. And as someone in a position of power in the South during the 40s and 50s. He was supportive of segregation, and it took a while for him to come along. And basically what, hap what happened in 1957, uh, LBJ as Senate Majority Leader 
uh, got a civil rights bill passed. This is not the big one. This is a really watered-down version. And LBJ brought along his dear friend, Sam Rayburn, who was the Speaker of the House, and Rayburn brought along Thornberry. And by the end of the the 1950s, you could call him a, a progressive on race and, and equality. Hmm. And one of the interesting things, too, that we just don't know, and I'm sure you're waiting for this to be uncovered, and uh, Tomlin, his grandson, talks about it. There was the time period after the JFK assassination. Right. And LBJ thrust into leadership. And uh, Thornberry was right there at his side as an yeah. advisor to get him through that. He was there for the 24 hours after the assassination. Uh, that and could be a, a film in itself, that 24-hour period of what just happened, this country's destroyed. And, and he was right there. Wow. He was right there. Unfortunately, we don't have a record of it, of what he witnessed. And we don't have his memories of it. And Thornberry had passed before his son was able to have this conversation. Yeah, well, and this is his grandson, too. Right, right. Sorry, grandson. His grandson, he, yeah. Tomlin, it's interesting. He, he's very forthright about this. He was very slow, as you say, just figuring out who his grandfather was. And, you know, he was this really important guy. And, and in fact, he was at, in the room, as they say, during this incredibly important historical moment. Mm-hmm. And yet we don't know. There may still be records. I mean, the family had some boxes. There are uh, boxes at the LBJ Presidential Library of Papers. As far as we know, we don't know what he saw and heard. We've all been fascinated with JFK and always will be. Same thing with LBJ. Mm-hmm. That would make an amazing story. If somebody could figure out what really took place right. immediately following the assassination. Right. I'll leave you with something else, too, that'll be fun for you. I know Michael will know it without hesitating. One Texan, not an Austinite, almost an Austinite, mm-hmm. one Texan has made the U.S. Supreme Court. That's right. Uh, and Tom- that, that'll be a nice little trivia thing in your hip pocket. That's right. And it was Tom Clark, Supreme Court Justice from 1949 to 1967, and the only Texan to ever serve on the Supreme Court, which is kind of I feel like we've been cheated. <laughs> well, you, well, if you think about the presidency in the Supreme Court, Texans are pretty prominent. Yeah, so, and then yeah. another one was was nominated. George W. Bush nominated his good friend, Harriet Myers, who had no judicial experience and was kind of just kind of dropped after, he, after the <laughs> announcement. And uh, we've only had the one. Okay. Well, hey, if you like your Austin history to expand to Texas history, you probably want to subscribe to Think Texas. Think Texas is our free weekly digital newsletter, and it comes out on Tuesdays, and it always has about 25 different moving parts in it, and you can subscribe to it by going to the newsletters page at statesman.com, and again, it's free. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you again for tuning in to Austin Found. Uh, share this on socials. Give her a, a review on, on Google or iTunes, wherever you choose to get your podcast. Uh, that would be appreciated to spread the word. And uh, just thank you for hanging out with us on Austin Found. Happy trip. Mm-hmm.